International. Pasa Mufasa. Nada. Welcome to episode 94 of I Learn Nothing, a philosophy podcast for mouth-breathing idiots. Uh, my name is Spicy Ben. Uh, I am the professor emeritus of philosophy and uh, getting your groove back <laughs> at Princeton University. You know, they taught that. Yeah, it's a whole department. <laughs> a whole department of getting your groove back. Yeah, you get your groove back. It's huh. taught by uh, by uh, Stella. <laughs> Stella teaches you how to get your groove back. <laughs> this is already. She's a tenured professor. A getting, disaster. And getting your groove back. <laughs> I, w- I want to jump across this table and kill you. <laughs> that was worse than you taking a dump in my house every day for the last five years. Well, every day, every I've, day, I've shat in your house every day for ben five years. Has a, a lunch break and he he leaves his his not job. True. So I I comes to my house. So that means I, I I shit in your house for the last consecutive like seven thousand plus days. Yeah, doesn't even wash his hands. <laughs> it's truly disgusting. Um, yeah, I haven't I haven't washed my hands since nineteen ninety nine, bitch. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going hands. I'm calling it hands free for the new millennium. Oh no! <laughs> by hands free, I just mean I don't wash my hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's disgusting. But think of all the time I've saved. I've saved so much time. <laughs> well, if you're spicy, Ben, I'm Milky Pat. How the hell are you, Milky Pat? Pat Dean. That's worse than anything you've ever said. I'm in the building, <sighs> Cuck Nation Studios, baby. Milky Pat, Mid- and I'm <laughs> filled with milk. Mil- midnight Milky Pat. Oh no. <laughs> Pat Dean, a.k.a. the Midnight Milker. Ew. Um, <laughs> you are what you eat, so stop eating Milky Way Midnights. Yeah. Well, I... Uh, <laughs> what an odd choice, too. Why Why those and not regular min- uh, Milky Ways? I don't know, because Milky Way Midnight, they're they're velvety and smooth. <laughs> it goes down easy, you know? It goes uh, down easy. Yeah. <laughs> that is, like, the worst quality that I hear people describe their food with. Like, oh, it goes down easy. It's like... Oh, okay. So it's just like pliable, and you like you don't have to chew. It sure. just like goes goes in <laughs> in one way, out the other, no yeah. resistance. <laughs> oh, absolutely none. Uh, yeah, I I don't have a lot of resistance when it comes to food. Maybe you've picked up on that. <laughs> Especially if it's milky. Well, dude, I, I well I don't even drink milk. I just eat Milky Ways. <laughs> <laughs> is that how you get your dairy? That's <laughs> how I get my dairy. Yeah, I get my dairy from Milky Ways, sort yeah. of. I should write that down. Only <laughs> kind of funny. Yeah, it is pretty good. I uh, uh, I, uh <laughs> I love that you changed your Twitter name <laughs> to yeah, just er, a, uh <laughs> Yeah. In honor of of uh deceased uh slash murdered president John Fitzgerald Kennedy. Um and his That's and what his, the F stands for. That was fucking well, it might as well stand for fucking. John fucking Kennedy. <laughs> Speaking of John fucking Kennedy, 
Uh, check check out the episode we did about uh, him and his entire corrupt family. Yeah, we do on a pa- Patreon. A Patreon, five dollars a month, guys, for the low low price of five dollars a month. You have access to what fifty five. Yeah, I we're think? at fifty-five now. That's like that's like five million hours. You actually will never listen to all of it. So actually, don't sign up <laughs> for the Patreon. Five million hours. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> See, what we do on the Patreon is we do really long episodes, like days worth. It's a whole thing. But uh, instead of Ben teaching me about philosophy, I teach Ben about whatever thing I think is interesting or whatever thing I think he'll not like. That's true. Yeah, which is basically what this version is. This is when I teach Pat philosophy, aka. Uh, the thing that Pat hates. Yeah, yeah. Le- learning new things. This is the, the the free one, so we call it the bad one. The one that we, we don't, don't care call about. it the bad one. You call it the bad one. Um, I call it an informative podcast. Hmm. <laughs> no, no one's ever referred to this podcast that way. Uh, but yeah, five bucks you get that, and then you also get free admission to the Velveeta Room here in beautiful. Oh yeah, downtown Austin, Austin, Texas. Texas. So all you folks who live in Austin, Texas, or are visiting Austin, Texas, come by. Uh, to the Velveeta Room, celebrating 31 years of live uncensored stand-up comedy. I don't censor stand-up comedy, dude. It's <laughs> it's against my beliefs as a comedian and as a Christian, uh, as an Im- <laughs> as an impresario. I I, I kind of see myself more as an impresario than than anything else. And a sex educator. As a sex educator, I will not censor comics. Well, good. I, I I would feel that that a sex edu- a responsible sex educator yeah. should keep all <laughs> all avenues open. You know what I mean. The only person who hit me up about coming to the Vel for free uh, is a guy who's coming on a weekend that we're closed. <laughs> oh. Well, what do, you, what do you mean he's coming on a week? How's he's like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be there. Oh, that's during what he's Christmas. Be in town. And I'm like, well. Oh. Well, we're closed, buddy. Go to Cap City, I guess. Pick a better weekend. Yeah, or just pick a better weekend. Well, yeah. yeah. Or just structure your life around this podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh no! Some guy hit me up about coming to the uh, the open mic for free. So I guess I'll have to handle that. Yeah, I think everyone should be allowed in for for free for that shit. <laughs> At a certain point, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it is a fascinating. I I find that our mics, the, the open mics are, are more like a sociology study than anything else. You're just like seeing all these weird. Oh, it's fascinating. It's yeah, a, it's a cross. It's a cross section of the of depravity. What I love is when it's someone who's clearly new and they're like super confident and they're saying just the most vile thing ever. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like they don't realize how gross it is. You ever do that? You ever tell a joke and as you're telling it, you're like, God damn, this is disgusting. I don't know why I'm talking about it. I've this. done that before. I've done that with. Uh, <laughs> there's a joke that I used to tell that no one ever likes. That's weird. And it's uh, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> it's this thing. The punchline is basically like I basically compare jesus on the cross as him like uh reaching up for a hug from his dad <laughs> oh yeah i remember that one yeah and people hate it because they don't like thinking about jesus dying on the cross no I'm like really well <laughs> right. protestants don't catholics love it catholics love it when you go into a catholic church uh it's everywhere <laughs> and it's well documented that this is a uh a catholic podcast we're actually uh yeah right. sponsored by the knights of columbus uh but <laughs> like when you go to a catholic church the cross is just like Jesus's like tattered, like broken body just hanging there. Yeah. And you're like, all right. And then when you go to Protestant churches, it's just a cross. It's not him. Yeah. Because their thing there. is like, well, he's not on that cross anymore. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> we, we could go real far into that shit. Well, well actually, we'll, we actually will kind of talk about it a little bit on this episode. Oh, what are we going to learn about, bitch? Um, 
Well, we're talking about um, a philosopher, a 20th century philosopher. Whoa. Who is the exact opposite of John fucking Kennedy. Really? Yeah. <laughs> in the sense that he's healthy and never fucks? Um, in the fact that... I feel like John... In the F- fact that she is actually not that healthy, but yes, never really fucked. I think John F. Kennedy is like the most sickly man who fucked all the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because he was just falling apart. He was in constant pain. And the only thing that stopped it was... Was the, the fucking? The fucking. The lovemaking. <laughs> I think they called it lovemaking back then. Well, that and the... Uh, <laughs> and the era, era. Uh, amphetamine shots he was getting from Dr. Feelgood. Yep. What a what life. A, what a blast. What an unbelievable life the what guy had. What a blast. Had. Yeah. You know what's cool? Giving methamphetamine to someone who has the power to launch nuclear weapons. Why not? <laughs> Why fucking not? <laughs> yeah, especially someone who... <laughs> what? Who... who who has issues with, you know, uh, denying temptations. Yeah. <laughs> Not a lot of impulse control yeah. on old JFK, unfortunately. Not really. Era. Era. Oh, Just, I'm going to have sex. Oh, I'm not here for a long time. I'm here for a good time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Party you know, on, that Wayne. song? <laughs> uh, fucking, did I ever tell you that's the time about when the, this guy found meth in the parking lot of the town? Yeah, you told yeah, me. Yeah, it is. <laughs> that was really funny. <laughs> you told me, too, that... Uh, I had to ask this, too, because you didn't reveal this. I was like, well, how did he know it was meth? And you were like, well, because he tried it. Yeah. Like, oh, he, okay, cool. He like I was like, I asked him. I was like, I, I don't know what I don't, I don't know what meth looks like. I've never I've never done it. I'm kind of like a golden boy like that. Yeah. But um, <laughs> OK, fuck off. But he so I'm, so I'm like, how do you know it's meth? And he's like, yeah, he was like, oh, I tried it. And he was like, he could not sit down. Yeah, yeah. He was like, and he only tried a little bit. Like, it wasn't like he was. Well, he, I think it was I think it's just the powder. It just kind of looks like Coke. So maybe he thought it was Coke. Yeah, probably. I think. Yeah, I, don't know. I, I, I also have never dabbled in in methamphetamine. I know the guy. I'm sure he's. I know he's done coke. So he probably done coke in the tavern. But um, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't see him as a meth guy. Yeah, he was an interesting okay. case. He was a guy who you meet these guys, and uh, you know how like there's like regulars at bars and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, that's you know Jim. He's a regular. And like after a while from working at a bar. And you see these guys all the time. You're like, oh, you're a functioning alcoholic, actually. Like, you just, you're yeah. not a regular. You're sad. Well, isn't that what just what a regular is? Aren't all regulars just functioning alcoholics? Yeah. Who, who, who ha- maintain brand loyalty to a certain bar? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a wild ride sometimes. It's, uh, uh, hey, a sobering thought. Get it? Okay. <laughs> Benny boy. So who who's this? young lady that we're learning about <laughs> i know that you have uh don't you know certain thoughts about uh, the fairer sex Please that don't you know that's not true why do you keep huh? doing this to me what do you mean <laughs> you keep accusing me of sexual of, of sexism is that not your thing or I, misogyny. Thought that was, I thought that was no, your it's thing not. it's huh. based off of, off of nothing i wonder who i'm thinking of i don't know who you're thinking of hmm, i don't know maybe yourself oh maybe i'm projecting you yeah so? maybe you're projecting Hmm. Anyway, this, this this lovely young lass, uh, her name this is wee Bonnie Lass. This wee Bonnie Lass, uh, she is was she's no longer with us. Oh fuck! <laughs> it's actually kind of a huge bummer. <laughs> her whole story is bonkers. Really? So we're talking about uh, Simone Wee. Um, <laughs> so I swear to God, 
So we're talking about Simone Way, uh, Simone Way, or Simone Way. Hey, Simone, get over here, Way. <laughs> it's her, me, Junebug. Her, <laughs> her last name is is spelled W E I L. Okay. What? And and I like reading it. I always thought it was pronounced Vile or Weil, right? Well, yeah. That's like the German pronunciation. But she's French, and the way they pronounce it in fr- in French is uh <laughs> is Simone Way. And when I finally learned that after watching a few YouTube videos about her and like actually hearing like how people pronounce her name, I was like, no way. Her name is Simone. Way. That is so. Is, is the, <laughs> how do you spell her last name? W.E.I.L. W.E.I.L. I want to see what this lady looks like. Well, so okay. <laughs> while you're looking. Okay. Uh, so here's the thing. She was with it. What's that? I said I can get with it. Okay. <laughs> Well, here's the thing. What's really interesting about her is that uh, <clears throat> she is considered a philosopher, but more than that, she's kind of considered a mystic. Uh, she kind of had a few experiences in her life that led her towards, uh, I guess, towards God or towards Christianity. Nice. But in a very like mystical way. Um, and she started as a like agnostic, middle-class Jew. So she was born Jewish. Mm. Uh, in Paris in 1909. Born Jewish. Jewish, yeah. She was born Jewish. Well, Jewish like you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because you're like, kind is she, of. Is she a you? <laughs> Ish. <laughs> who is that guy who had that, who had that joke? Of <laughs> There's so many people who made that joke. It's not It's not a super original one. Somebody goes. Look, are you a Jew? Are you like, a Jew? Well, I'm Jewish. Jewish, yeah. yeah who is that? Uh, I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for leading us down that road and bringing us back. Oh, yeah. We went absolutely nowhere. <laughs> I said a joke that as I was saying it, you were like, yeah, it's really not that great. And then I was like, who did it? I don't know. <laughs> it's just the most pointless interjection ever. This podcast is more an exercise in like just keeping your focus than anything else. <laughs> <laughs> and anything else. It's like it's not even like I've, I've, I've given up. I've jettisoned every hope of you actually learning anything about philosophy. <laughs> and it's more just to be like, hey, man, can you focus right here for a second? <laughs> man, what a Look, absolute disaster. Hey, shiny, bright, yeah. shiny, bright over here. <laughs> man. Um, OK, so Simone, we uh, she <laughs> she was born in 1909. Read my philosophy, fucker. Read my fucking philosophy, way. I'm Simone Way. Um, God, there's no way she spoke like that. There's no way. <laughs> Can there you imagine? No way she spoke like if that. If she spoke <laughs> just like my former roommate, Mexican American Juan Huerta. I mean, Juan you Huerta. Imagine, <laughs> it would make no sense. And then it's just like she's just like, yeah. I also make charcuterie boards at 3 a.m. because I'm a fucking crazy person. <laughs> I would come home and he would just be making charcuterie boards 3 a.m. Yeah. And but drinking perfectly crafted cocktails. I'm obsessed with the oppressed having realizing their fullness through God's worship. <laughs> like that's kind of what... <laughs> oh, Junebug. Junebug. Um, bad. Um, okay, so Simone Wei, uh, or Weil, um, she was born in France in 1909. Nice. Uh, and she died in August of 1943. August and everything after. What? Counting Crows. Oh, yeah. That's that Counting Crows album. Okay. I like that album, and I'm it's unashamed good. to say it. I was born in August. Really? Yeah, I'm a Leo. I'm a Cancer. <laughs> you are a Cancer. Kind of like... You're a Cancer on this podcast. You're a Cancer on the city. <laughs> no, but... <on> the <laughs> 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 why? Why is it called that? I feel like we should change that. 
Cancer? I don't know. I don't know why it's called that. I think, I don't know. Yeah, I was born in April. Uh, my sign is uh, uh, cystic fibrosis. Oh, <laughs> that's weird. Um, well, anyway, so she died a Leo, I guess. I don't know what, the, I don't know if there's like a zodiac, <laughs> if there's a zodiac for like the month that you die in. But is there? <laughs> I don't know if there is. It'd be crazy <laughs> if there was. Um, but uh, she died in August of 1943. So if you do the math, she died at age 34. So she died really fucking young. Man, I'm turning 35 in a week. Yes, yeah, I'll, so I'll, I'll beat her. I'll lap her. You've already lapped her, yeah. Um, and she also died in probably one of the gnarliest ways ever, um, which we'll get to, okay? Because sure. it kind of has to do with her philosophy. It's crazy. Um, Whoa. So she was a uh, brilliant. She grew up super, super smart. Um, studied philosophy at a really early age. Taught oh, herself. Good for her. Um, fucking think you're better than me? She probably no, she doesn't. I, I'm, I'm sure older, she. I'm older than you. I'm sure she doesn't think she's better than you. Oh, does she have bad self-esteem? Well, I don't know if you can call it that. It's not so much like bad self-esteem. She just had like a very, very, uh, almost like cosmic sense of modesty, and like whoa, like I'm not like I'm not better than anyone. Uh, you know, everyone is is like a pure individual who, uh, you know, has their own like potential and their own fulfillment, and you know. The, the main, like, theme of all of her philosophy was basically to alleviate the suffering of the oppressed. Interesting. Yeah. And so she was probably one of these... She's one of these very rare people who uh, is not... Doesn't really... Didn't really live for herself. Huh. You know, she was very much in her head, uh, very intellectual, but the things that she, like, focused on, the things that she was interested in was basically how to make the world better and how to... Hmm. Uh, how to alleviate suffering, how to end war, how to, you know, basically make a utopia on Earth, right? And and lift people up. Wow. That's kind of her thing. Um, so, you know, I feel bad <laughs> making fun of her, but <laughs> well. but she's also kind of ridiculous in a lot of ways. Okay. <laughs> okay. Like that whole dying young thing. What is up with that? She. Yeah, well, okay, we'll get to that. <laughs> There's so many things that are like... <laughs> So real quick, I'll, if I can like sum her up, sure. She's basically like the Lisa Simpson of philosophy. Oh no, <laughs> she, she very very well meaning, um, and has a lot a lot of interesting ideas, but also, <laughs> it's just like it's it's a little too much. It's like, <laughs> calm down. You don't have oh, to be okay. this saintly and this perfect. Okay. Okay. Um, but she was a sounds like me. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> but this is why I kind of say she's the opposite of John fucking Kennedy. Uh, Simone Wee uh, <laughs> was uh, educated in in France. Uh, she she had a uh, a pretty like middle normal middle class upbringing, a bourgeois upbringing, as as uh, uh, the French would say. Um, she was raised kind of like not really religious. Her parents were Jewish, but uh, they weren't really practicing. And she was taught, um, you know, really early on. A lot of philosophy, like Descartes and Kant and Plato and all these, all these bitches. Yeah. Right. And uh, she even taught herself Sanskrit so she could read the Bhagavad Gita, which is like the, you know, really mystical document in in uh, Hinduism. Do you remember when Jane, uh, our friend Jim S, was learning Sanskrit? Yeah, uh, yeah I remember that. <laughs> and his like thinking was like, well, his reasoning was like, he thought it was like Latin, where it's like. You know, in India, a lot of languages are like based off it, I guess. Yeah. And, he, and the, apparently, that's just not the case. Well, it is for some of them, yeah. but not a lot of them. Yeah. And so, but he apparently his professor was this guy 
who his specialty was erotic poetry written in Sanskrit. And I, I remember saying to him, dude, like if a asteroid hit the earth and civilization as we know it is like done and that guy survives, he's the first one we're eating because he has no skills applicable <laughs> to anything. It's like, yeah. oh, we have to can, do you know how to like cut logs? Well, no, but uh, you're yeah, going to be turned on. Also, do you speak Sanskrit? <laughs> yeah. Do you want to be turned on in a dead language? Yeah. <laughs> also, like, I'm not going to. Yeah. Here's the thing. You have to learn the dead language, too. <laughs> I can't just say it to you because you won't be turned on if I just say it to you now. I want to kill don't... this guy now. <laughs> yeah. Because you only speak English. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, can you can you maybe at least turn me on in English? No. <laughs> and he's like, no. <laughs> do you mind just like turning me on? Yeah, but, it, but turn then, me on, dead man. Remember then he the can't. Beetle? He can't do it. Yeah, because he's just an idiot. Yeah, huh. an an idiot who's like smart in a very, very uselessly specific way. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I know so many people like that. So hold yeah. on. So she learns Sanskrit. She's like ten, by the way, when she learns this. What? Yeah. So she's a genius. She's a huge. Yeah, genius. I guess so. Yeah, but here's the problem. <laughs> um. <clears throat> Her her brother was also a genius and like constantly overshadowed her. As the Royal Tenenbaums. Yeah, it's like the Royal Tenenbaums. So, yeah, her brother is this guy named uh, Andre Andre Wee, uh, who <laughs> uh, who went on to become like a really famous mathematician and uh, uh, like basically studied and did research at the Institute for Advanced Studies at Princeton University. Wow. Yeah. So there's the connection. Um, but she went a completely different route. Okay? Why'd you point at me? I don't know, because I like pointing. It's really? for it's for emphasis. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, you do that Bill Clinton thing where you point with your thumb. Oh, with your thumb, and you do that. So you emphasize your point, but you're not being aggressive this, by pointing. Yeah. This thumb still smells like pussy. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> That's my Clinton impression. That was your Clinton impression? Yeah. Hey, my name's Bill Clinton. Uh, I did have sex with that woman. <laughs> any good that's pretty good it's huh. better than your bob dylan impression oh that's not true well, well dude one night we got <laughs> I, I was very drunk why won't you budge on this bob dylan because thing? i'm sick of people saying it's, it's because, bad it's good but that's because it's bad it's it's honest feedback well, you know what <laughs> fucking picasso wasn't appreciated in his time so why don't you that's not true at all he was really lips. appreciated in his time well then that's a he poor was example. super appreciated in his time really yeah, he was like wasn't? incredibly famous. Oh, Van Gogh. I'm Van Gogh was not appreciated. With, yeah, the guy with without the ear because he cut it off. Yeah, in a fit of mania. Yeah, because he's a loser. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, Picasso was widely celebrated. Okay, great. And he loved it. <laughs> oh yeah, I bet and he, he fucked everything that moved. Nice. That dude is more of a fucker than JFK. Really? Oh yeah. I didn't think that was possible. Well, he because he lived long enough to be uh, like a creepy old dude. Oh sure, yeah. JFK you know? didn't. Uh... It didn't make it past. <laughs> yeah, he died mad young. Yeah, he did die young because I mean, I, I, he was like what forty two or forty three. Yeah, when he was elected. So what? Three years later, he didn't make it to fifty. Well, I have one thing in common with JFK. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have more than that. You're always you're also Irish as fuck. Oh yeah, yeah. And I fuck all the time. And all right, fuck so, all the time. <laughs> so her brother's like a genius or whatever. Her brother's a genius. All right. So that guess what made her feel bad. <laughs> um, I mean, I cannot tell you how infuriating that must have felt to be like, I'm a genius, but this guy's also a genius. He's also a genius, and he's, and he's, older he's like, than me. and he's like, he's older than me, and he's slightly more of a genius than me. Um, but being a genius when you're a kid has to be a fucking drag. You can't relate to 
your friends. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? I mean that's why I didn't have friends when I was when I was little. Right, your yeah. massive intellect. Yeah, I didn't have massive it. intellect. I didn't have any any, any friends uh, when I was growing up uh, because of my massive uh, odor problem. <laughs> and then one day, my mom was like, "Just take a shower," and I was like, "You know, heard." What? And I was like, "Heard." Life is different now. <laughs> I saw someone tweeted something about how like, oh, it was Lisa Friedrich who was like, uh, "I'm really glad that my <laughs> my friend Pat Dean." Like smells good all the time because he takes constant showers because of his OCD or something like that. Oh yeah, I am. Here's the deal about me. It seems like I probably should smell, but I don't. I yeah. smell nice because I don't like being around people who don't smell good. And yeah, so you're not gonna catch. You know, I used to work with this guy Jesse, uh, who uh, was on probation when I met him, uh, but eventually got off of it. But he was a nice guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but he. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what the deal was, but like he, he would bad. No, he, he didn't. But then, then that was like his source of like pride. He'd be like, you'll never catch me smelling bad. I'll be damned if I smell bad. And I was like, whoa, it's like a ma- <laughs> I, I, I wondered if he was like a smelly kid or something. And now he's an adult. He's like, I'm going to take care of myself. I guess that is kind of a, a, a thing to be. That is like a, a, a source of bullying for sure as a little kid and probably traumatizes you to the point where like you when you're older, you're like, I, I Everything else could be going wrong. Yeah. But I need to smell good. <laughs> you know, like, I need to have this, which is not a bad thing to have as your baseline. Because, like, yeah, you don't smell bad. Yeah, please. Because that's not, it's not good. And it's really indicative of how the rest of your life is going. I wonder how old this guy is now. Because he was, like, kind of young when I knew him. God, I bet he's, like, 28 or something now. He probably smells so bad Let's now. Let's see. Oh, <laughs> God. Yeah, dude, he's, he's going to be 29 Okay. So okay. So we, I'm so depressed. We can't. Okay. <laughs> fucking sucks. All right. So speaking of depression, time keeps moving. People get old, and your fucking body turns against you. And Jesse's fucking 29. God damn it. Well. Okay. Well. Okay. So relax. All right. <laughs> because there there might be hope. Uh, I don't think there is. This bitch Simone Wei, Simone Wei. Oh yeah. Okay. She uh is is basically she's focused on uh the the situation of the oppressed or the afflicted. Um, and she's had that sort of mentality or that, that orientation for her entire life. As a very young child, she was really, really conscious of like other people's suffering. And that's wow. something. Yeah. What did you, you say? I said, wow. Wow. Yeah. So In here's a shock tone of voice. Here's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why are you so shocked? I mean, like, I guess it kind of is a little shocking for someone who from some, from such like comfortable means to be that like, aware of that sort of shit yeah um which is i guess that's really sad now that i'm thinking well, about it's it more like she's like nine years old and she's just like aware of so much suffering a lot of suffering so much suffering so here's an example one thing that she that she does when she's a little kid is uh she would refuse which i know that <laughs> this is a big thing for you but not a huge thing for a lot of people Uh-oh. but she refused to eat anything with sugar in it any sort of sweets, yeah. Because uh, at the time, World War Two, World War One, sorry, World War One was raging on, and she knew that the soldiers at the front didn't have access to like, you know, the kind of like luxury food items that most people would have at the time, yeah, like chocolates or or like you know anything with sugar in it, basically, because like all they got to eat was just like porridge and fucking like half rotten meat and shit right that must have been such a bummer it was a real bummer and she knew that and she goes okay well i'm just not gonna eat that either 
I'm just going to eat the same shit that they would eat. Okay, and she was like nine years old. Yeah, you're nine. Yeah. Like, like that's, I get where you're coming from, and it's nice that you're trying to put yourself in the headspace of others, but like, you're literally nine years old. Yeah, well, okay, so this is interesting. So how does that, you, you seem kind of like, like blowing that off. What? Like, fuck that, she shouldn't be doing that, but why not? Um, I just find it kind of upsetting. Why? That, that someone that young could be that old at heart. So why is it upsetting? Because you're supposed to be a kid. You're supposed to be running around with a hoop and like a stick and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the, yeah that's the PS4 back then. Yeah, jumping on trampoline maybe. <laughs> that was fun when I was a kid. I can't imagine doing it now. I think my legs would break. But yeah, well, yeah. Oof. My brittle, um, these brittle bones. But so she could have been doing that kind of stuff, but she refused to because she was super conscious of the suffering of others. This is like a major theme of the whole thing okay so as she grows up she uh, goes to uh this like the main like basically the princeton of france called the uh, uh, princeton Fran- <laughs> 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 that's what it's called right <laughs> yeah she goes to Fr- princeton university <laughs> that's so stupid pat well Guys, I'll be featuring at Cap City <laughs> Comedy Club this week. Yeah, in about an hour. <laughs> um, yeah, really. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's very, very stupid, but that was very funny. Well, funny. that <laughs> describes my comedy career. <laughs> Princeton. Okay, so no, not Princeton. Uh, the École Normale Supérieure. Whoa, that's okay. Like, yeah, that's what it's called. It sucks. <laughs> but it's a very, very prestigious school uh, in France. Um, so she attends that school. Um, her entrance exam, uh, to get in, she, uh, has like the highest score. Uh, the second highest score is, <laughs> um, uh, a bitch we already talked about. Who? Simone de Beauvoir. So two Simones. Two Simones. Yeah. The one that I, the one that I thought was the a one that black was woman black. <laughs> from Louisiana. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just saw a weird photo, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what you saw. I don't know either. <laughs> but I, it was convincing. It's funny that even people are tweeting at us being like with theories of why you thought that. Like someone tweeted like maybe it's because like, you know, he's confusing her with Nina Simone or something like that. Or like, I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff, but it's it's pretty funny. <laughs> I can't believe you thought Simone de Beauvoir was black. I don't know, man. I mean, I just. Uh... <laughs> and, from, and from what, New Orleans? Yeah, I just assumed she was like. <laughs> New Orleans Creole or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway. So the two Simones. Sure. They're uh, going head to head. They go head to head and Simone way beats her out. Hell yeah, right? she does. And gets the better score. And <laughs> Fuck <laughs> you, S- Simone. You should have been black. And because of this, first of all, so you, you have to realize that Simone Way is like a very, very kind of oblivious person. She's just very, very like kind of not, not, uh, not holier than thou. Not at all that. But... Sort of like she doesn't give a shit about like social interactions, like, you know, maintaining like a, a, a vibrant social life. She doesn't give a shit. Mm. Right. She's like supremely focused, laser focused, as they say at every single fucking <laughs> startup job I've ever worked at. Laser focused. Laser focused. On Hi, s- welcome to my new uh, company. It's called Laser Focus. It's called Laser Focus. Everything that you have to do, you have to make sure you're laser focused on you it. You shoot lasers in your eyes. Yeah. They do not help. Capitalism is a poison. Anyway. I guess so. It is. Uh, <clears throat> but anyway, she so she gets the higher score. And 
from then on out for the rest of their lives, Simone de Beauvoir hates Simone Weil. Are you kidding me? Yeah, they, she hates her. And Simone Weil doesn't really like reciprocate that. She because she doesn't give a shit. Right. She's just like, oh, I don't care. I mean, like, I think you're cool. Like, why do you hate me? Wow. And she's like, I hate you. I don't know why. It's very but high like, school. Yeah, it's very high school. Okay. But Simone Wei, uh, she doesn't give a shit. She just kind of continues on. Uh, she also uh, gets her aggregation, which is, we kind of talked about this in the Simone Bovar episode as well. It's like the test that, like, it's the national, like, test that uh, France gives you to enter a profession like once you're done with college it's like you take like a, the teacher's exam or something like that and that allows you to be a teacher it's like the equivalent of a bar exam for lawyers or whatever okay so she took that she fucking aced that and becomes a, a teacher uh in france okay she teaches there uh at various lycées, which is like french for high school basically hmm. she teaches all over the country you guys want to learn sanskrit <laughs> kind of it's useless she, well, she doesn't teach Sanskrit, but she teaches uh, stuff that's arguably equally useless, which is like Plato and ethics and philosophy and stuff like that. Um, but as time goes on, she's getting kind of disenfranchised by this, and she's getting more and more focused on how the working class is being subjugated and oppressed. Uh, she you know, reads a lot of Marx uh, and sort of gets gets kind of oriented a little more towards like leftism and communism but not quite she never makes it there she never becomes like a full-blown marxist really why do you think that is so we'll get into that so basically she has this concern for for the affliction of others because of all the sexism in the dsa um (laughs) is that why well no no you gotta you gotta get these people in line okay i will uh, okay fine (laughs) pat i promise i will get the DSA in line with their sexism, okay? Because <laughs> I am the boss of the of the DSA, I guess. I just always hear that, and I guess I don't really know much about the subject, but I'm gonna believe that it is because you're in it. Okay, you're so involved. You got that rose by your fucking. That's true, and I am a member. Hey, let me ask you something. Why is the rose the the DSA symbol? I I don't know that actually. I just know that it's been it's been. The rose has been the symbol of socialism in general for okay. a while. I don't know why. I feel like I need my own symbol. Okay. Just like, just like an ice cream sandwich. That would be appropriate. Yeah. Or like a boiling pot of pasta. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I made pasta last night at like one in the morning. Yeah, of course you did. I'm going to die, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean. That's I'm going to fucking die. That's the same as saying that the sun will rise tomorrow. Like hey, Pat will make pasta at 1 a.m. tonight. <laughs> I mean, for me and my roommates. Yeah, I'm a chef now, dude. I know you told me. Okay, we yeah, we, let's uh, let's cover that real quick. Quick digression. This is the chef's corner with Pat. Dean. Chef's corner with Dean. Man, here's what I made, my friend. <laughs> yeah, what? I got this Instapot, right? Or uh-huh. Instant Pot? I call it Instapot. I think that's better. Um, and so I <laughs> make chicken in there. Uh huh. Takes like no time at all. Hmm. I made some pasta. Hmm. Peas and carrots. Okay. Frozen. Okay, that's that's a step up. That's a good. That's good news. I've started putting pasta sauce in the skillet finally, because as you know, I, I ate all my pasta with my pasta sauce cold for <laughs> yeah. many many years. Yeah, I know. We, we talked about this. Yeah, and so I uh, then I put everything in in there, mixed it up. What did you put the peas and carrots in there? Of course, babe. Okay. Put the chicken in there for a second. The pasta, and then I put some sopracetta on top for no reason and cheese. That actually sounds really good now. Hey, guess what? 
It's fucking great. Yeah, that sounds really I'm good. I'm telling you, I'm a chef. So now I do have chicken stock in the fucking. <laughs> I'm gonna be so fridge. mad if you actually turn into like a chef. Maybe if you I get will. really good at this. Maybe that's maybe that's the next step actually, in my life. You know what? Comedy clearly isn't working, so maybe I can just be a chef. In the spirit of Simone Vey, Simone Wee, I'm gonna say I won't be mad at you. Actually, I'll be really proud of you, and I hope you continue this. Maybe I'll cook you dinner this week, Ben. That'd be nice. Maybe I'll cook you <laughs> something good. <laughs> Chop up some mushrooms. Yeah. Green peppers. I don't like green peppers. Red peppers. Okay, now we're talking. Hell yeah. <laughs> some shallots. Have you ever tried shallots before? Yeah, I like shallots. Shallots are good as fuck. And I like... They're like mini onions. What's the other thing that I like? I like scallops, too. Oh, yeah. And you get them confused Shallots sometimes. and scallops. Yeah. Shallots and scallops. That's the name of my newest restaurant. <laughs> my The new restaurant concept from the Dean Man Group. Why don't you... You know what you should do, actually? You should make like a cooking show at the Valve, like a comedy cooking show, and call it Scallops and Shallops. Oh, that's shallots. kind of funny. Yeah. I don't know how we'd do it, but... Uh, just think about it. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Why not? <clears throat> okay, so going back real quick, like we got to cover the rest of her life because it's it's still pretty bonkers. It's not it hasn't even stopped yet. So she uh she works as a teacher for a while, and then she goes, "Fuck this! This is fake as fuck." Uh, yeah, fuck you guys. Yeah, I, like I need to like in order to understand the plight of the working of the working class, I need to be a little more grounded and experience what they're experiencing. So she uh, applies for sabbatical from teaching. And then uh, decides to get hired as a fucking unskilled factory worker what? in France. And she works for about a year just doing mindless factory labor. So she can know what it's like to be like a lower class, like working class laborer. Huh. Okay. And surprise, surprise, she fucking hates it. Yeah. Okay. But, I mean, I, that's not that surprising because she goes, well, everyone should hate this. It's drudgery, right? That's literally what it is. It's drudgery. Uh, and she had been reading all this Marx, and, and, and Mar- Marx talks about how, like, the, the revolution is, like, imminent and it's uh, inevitable. It's coming for you, baby. Yeah, and then, and then like, the, the working class of proletariat will, be, will become, like, class, class conscious. Can't wait for the proletariat to fucking yeah, fuck and, up. And will, and will then, like, rise up and, and revolt. Hell yeah, let's do it, Ben. <clears throat> and then she goes, well, here's where Marx is wrong. Uh-oh. Because... Have you ever worked a fucking 12-hour day as a factory worker? It's fucking exhausting. Yeah. Uh, you don't have time to read this, like, really arcane, like, socialist theory about, like, materialism and, like, the course of history and, like, you know, class war and all this shit. You don't give a fuck. Yeah, I think you- that's why so many people are are just depressed because it's like you go to work, right? Yeah. You work super hard, and you come home. You're so tired, and like you're just like you look at your family and you fucking hate them because you have to go to work because of these fucks. And it's <laughs> yeah. like, uh, so you just kind of get depressed and and withdrawn and kind of apathetic because it's like you're just constantly tired, and you work all you work all day long for two days off. Half the time you probably got to do shit around the house. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, and think about this before before like the 1900s, you didn't even get two days off. Do you know why we have weekends? Because of the labor movement, because oh, yeah? people st- uh, striked enough to say, "Hey, we need like a uh, couple it, the days off." Past tense is stroke. <laughs> no, that's actually the past. The past tense is struck. Yeah, they struck enough. <laughs> that doesn't sound right, though. It doesn't because a, stri- a strike, like to strike, in that sense, is different than like to strike. Yeah. 
I don't know. And it's we weird. are learning a lot. We are. I guess we're learning. I guess we're learning that l- English is a garbage language. Yeah, a lot of people don't like it. I think it's pretty good. I mean, I it is it. good, but it's also there's like a lot of holes. There's a lot of blind spots. Yeah, like this. But our but every language is like that, isn't it? Yeah, I guess so. Actually, English is tight because well, they that, actually have. You know, one thing that I well, what well, they have what? Well, we we have a, a a richer vocabulary than any other language. Oh in the hell world. yeah, we fucking yeah. do. We That's just lo- because we steal words from. Do we got loan words up the ass? Up the ass, up dude. our assholes. Yeah, and they're they're gonna stay up our culos, up our pinche culos, up our, up our pinche culos. Yeah, fucking um, <laughs> like one thing that's so baffling. To me, you know how like in like in language, like a word can mean more than one thing. Are you aware of this concept? Yeah. So there's like um, whenever it happens in English, like. You never notice it because you just speak this language every day or, you know, you try to, but no one likes you. So they won't talk back Uh, (laughs) and you kind of get used to it. But like whenever I was like teaching ESL uh, and like hanging out with the Algerians and doing their homework for them. Yeah. uh, I would show them like, like like, I'd be like, oh, so this word means this, but it can also mean this. And they're like, well, how the fuck are you supposed to know that? I'm like, "I, I don't know. Like, I literally don't know. Yeah, that's the other thing is that there's a lot of traps in English. Yeah. Like if you if you're not a native speaker. It's it's almost you know that like there's that uh, that kind of trope of like you know an, an American or an English speaker who like says the wrong thing in another language and then people get offended and they're I like, hate that I hate that joke it's so, so stupid oh uh, they, they say it and then it's like oh the translation well, what did you say you said yeah, that oh, my mother said... eats balls yeah it's eats like no it's not anywhere close yeah well so th- what the tragedy of that kind of joke though. Is that that's actually more true the in the other direction, because English English slang is so much richer and nuanced that it's way easier for a non-native English speaker to say something uh, like intentionally totally innocent that ends up being like really fucking offensive. Well, there is um I'm trying I'm trying to look for it right now. There's this bizarre book that came out a long long time ago. Like Mark Twain loves it, and it's like insanely bad English translations where Wait, it's supposed the book to is called Mark Twain loves it. No, I'm saying oh. I don't, I don't remember the name, but Mark Twain loved it. Uh, and basically <laughs> what it was is it was this, it was this thing made in earnest where it was like, when you go to America, here are the phrases that you'll want. And they're yeah. just insane. Yeah. <laughs> they're not offensive. They're just like fucking nuts. Yeah, yeah. I gotta find this. Hold on. Okay. Well, all right. So while you're doing that, um, so she's working at this factory. She hates it. Uh, she kind of comes to this realization that uh, oppression is more of a humiliation. It's more of a of a um, of a personal, individual, and transcendent affliction. And <clears throat> she kind of starts going away from Marx because she says, "Well, we can't rely on the revolution that just happened. We need to get individuals, individual people, more educated, uh, a little more like aware of their surroundings, uh, more aware of their." Uh, environment uh, and have them understand that uh, what needs to be fought against is is this like uh, what's it called disproportionate placement of power basically so she comes up with this whole philosophy about how um, you know we everyone kind of needs to take this perspective of like uh, not not projecting their imagination on on what they think they know uh and this is like really important for her like epistemology and for her ethics it's basically like you you don't 
project your uh, your will onto your understanding of the world. What you have to do is actually uh, not debase yourself, but sort of withdraw yourself. Look withdraw. inside yourself. Not look, not even look inside your, yourself, because that kind of place, places a primacy on your own priorities. What she is kind of saying is you deprioritize your own imagination, your own will, and you kind of leave yourself open to understanding other points of view. And that's the most important thing, right? And she maintains that in her ethics, in her epistemology. What she's basically saying is... She has like this concept in her epistemology. I keep saying that a lot. Do you remember what that means? Yeah. <laughs> what does it mean? It's when you're on a car trip and you got to pee real bad. <laughs> <laughs> and you also have a gun. <laughs> what? <laughs> and you got to pee. <laughs> and you're like, stop the fucking car. Yeah. Stop the fucking car. I will unload on you um, if I don't get to pissing. If if anyone anyone who's listening, if the, that uh, I Learn Nothing No Context Twitter account is out there and listening right now, can you go back and compile all of the things that Pat thinks epistemology is? Oh, no. Because there, several different times you, you've said epistemology is like something crazy. Yeah. And I can't remember them off the top I of my head right remember. now. But uh, Yeah, that Twitter account's wild. It's just that someone made a Twitter where it's, <laughs> they're just taking us out of context. And um, I don't, you know, like I don't really think about it when we're like recording like I don't think about the way we sound, yeah. But um, I guess we sound like lunatics all the time, <laughs> especially out of context too. Uh, like plucking those quotes out and just putting them on Twitter, <laughs> we don't look great. But uh, anyway, we're having a good time. Um, but you know who wasn't having a good time? Simone Wee. Uh, she. Um, oh my God! So here's what? one out of context quote. There's something somewhat Taoist about it. Just go with the flow. But the flow is not a flow at all. It's a mechanized march towards death. That's what you said in episode 92. Oh, yeah. Isn't that's that the poetry art episode. Well, you know what, Ben? You're right. I'm not in good enough shape to be a Nazi. Dot, dot, dot. Man, that's a sobering realization. <laughs> also from episode 92. Yeah. That was me. So she's at this factory. She's working at this factory because she wants to kind of get, uh, get to know what it's like to be, you know, a, a, a laborer, a slovenly French laborer. Um, slovenly? Yeah. <laughs> just all just wine-stained. <laughs> oh, yeah. Baguette-chomping laborers. Just cheese everywhere. Yeah, oh, my God. There's just cheese shavings all over the place. Cheese <laughs> like, shavings. Like cheese rinds Ew. <laughs> on the factory floor. <laughs> Man. They don't make anything in the factory. There's just, there's just a bunch of French people eating cheese. Like... <laughs> Like an assembly line of just <laughs> just French dudes eating cheese. Good lord! Yeah, yeah. kind of sounds tight. It sounds like I don't, why would you not like that job? Well, yeah. Well, until you get full, but your superior is still saying, you know, eat more cheese. We need to meet quota. Eat more cheese. Eat more oh. cheese. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they weren't literally making cheese, but you get the idea. It's the same idea, and she kind of comes to this conclusion that like this uh, this life of toil that so many people experience. Toil and struggle. Toil and struggle, yeah, exactly. She Toil and trouble. Yeah, she starts kind of going away from the idea of calling it oppression to, like, uh, humiliation. But in her in her terms, uh, humiliation basically just means way worse. It, like, denigrates the human soul, and it's, like, you know, uh, uh, like, tramples you down. And, and she kind of, you know, like I said earlier, uh, gets this idea that, like, there's no way that a revolution can happen because people are so downtrodden from, like, a day of work. It's a pretty they, good racket. 
what capitalism yeah if you think about it like it's pretty like it's genius it's the biggest racket of all time yeah yeah because i guess it seems like you know the thing that i always hear is that it's like how come poor people always like vote against their self-interests yeah not always but um a lot of times they vote against their self-interests uh because they think like oh one day i'm gonna be as rich as the people making these laws yeah especially in the united states too. that's what i'm saying yeah the, the ones who vote republican who will just fuck them over mm-hmm. at a moment's notice yeah uh, and then they're like yeah well, i'll be i'll be rich one day so i don't want anyone taking my money and it's yeah like, well i don't know because that's the propaganda that capitalism unleashes on people it's like the it's basically saying that you know you can be as rich as 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 us right and the ideal becomes to be a rich and powerful person not instead like just a fulfilled person who lives in a community that like you know where you share stuff like that's not presented as the ideal so that's why you know y- you see uh, like you say a lot of poor people kind of voting against their best interests because they vote republican because republicans kind of keep touting that narrative of like you can be rich too it can be like a nation of millionaires right man how funny would that be uh, i guess if we're all millionaires though that's the thing that kind of no lower that that would like change I mean, I'm no, I'm no economist, but I, I bet that would cause some sort of like crazy inflation. Like, if yeah. everyone's a millionaire, that means that money is worthless, in huh. a way. You know, you know what I think we should get paid in what love. Yeah, well, that's kind of what uh, Simone Wee is saying. Yeah, uh, she, so she's basically saying that this like life of humiliation is just <laughs> is bad. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> right? sounds bad. Yeah, and uh, so she. You know, kind of touts this this ethic of uh, what she calls attention, which is, you know, like I said earlier, you, you kind of uh, open yourself up to be attentive to other people's, not necessarily their needs, like fulfilling their needs, but yeah. just kind of understanding people's goals, people's desires, understanding where they're coming from, what they need to be happy. And and she kind of says this is kind of interesting. She says, like, once you kind of like snap that into focus, that like sort of attention that she's talking about, uh you kind of become a good person and you start, you know, acting charitably to people automatically. Like it's not even a, a thing that you decide to do. It's a product or it's a it's a result of you becoming more attentive. Yeah. Quote unquote in her way. And so and she was pretty remarkable in that she really kind of like lived her life that way. She didn't just write about this, but she like tried to tried to live it. So she <laughs> after she worked at this factory, which she became extremely depressed doing um <laughs> i can't believe she did that dude okay so it gets it gets better uh, or slash worse you'll hear um so this is about the in the 1930s and then the spanish civil war happens uh in like 1936 to around 39 i think um, okay. and uh she volunteers to f- to fight on their on not the anarchist side but i think on the republican side oh, okay but basically against franco and the fascists franco, franco yeah franco is this guy <laughs> who <laughs> think of think of someone who looks like he's named Franco. That's what this guy looks like. Yeah, he's got like a pencil thin mustache, a very like dapper suit. Uh, I bet know. he was dapper as fuck. Yeah, he's actually uh, he's usually dressed in a um, in a Toreador outfit, like a bullfighting outfit. Oh, really? No, not really. Oh, because <laughs> man, I could totally see him doing that. Like to be like, hey, check it out, man. I'm, I'm also a bullfighter. People would love him. Yeah, I'm so afraid of like if he did that, he probably would have won hands down. There wouldn't have been a war. What if Trump started dressing like a bullfighter? That would be. I would be so happy. Well, I don't know. Hey, let me ask you this. It depends, because like, what is uh, real quick? Because like, what do you, you mean him dressing as a, a in a bullfighting outfit, like with the body he has now, or does yes. he like lose weight first? No, 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 no. <laughs> his 
unbelievably bizarre body yeah. as it is of of the, uh, at this moment that I'm speaking. Yeah, because the average like bullfighting outfit is meant to fit a body of proportions that is like completely opposite of what Trump has. You know, I wonder like how bored they had to have been to create bullfighting. If your life was so boring that you literally have to fight a bull. Well, I don't know, because I would say that bullfighting is pretty like being a bullfighter, I'm sure, is probably the most like stressful and exciting job. That's what I'm saying. Right. But then to get to that point, they must have had already a lot of like pretty intense pastimes that they're like, this isn't cutting it. Let's how about this? Let's fight a wild animal that weighs like five times as much as me. Yeah. So I'm saying the opposite. Interesting. Yeah, they probably were doing something else. They probably went through the entire like chain of animals until they got to a bull. Because <sighs> it's like this goat is a pussy. He yeah, can't, you can <laughs> you can take a goat. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this: Would you ever run with the bulls? No. What if? How much money would it take? Here's a scenario. Okay. It's just you. It's just me. So it's a bunch of bulls and just me. Yeah, and you have a big target on your back. You're sponsored by Target. Okay. Okay. It would have to. I'm telling you right now, it would have to be a lot of money. Like how much? Realistically, a million dollars. No, a million. A million. Yeah, you don't have to pay it. Target's paying me. I know, but you. Whenever I, I ask could you die. These, it's that's so dangerous. But whenever I ask, people no, it's do, not. People do die from that. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, I, what I'm saying is that <laughs> you always do this. Where I'm like, how much money would it take for you to do this? And you're like, oh, like seventeen million. And it's always like, oh, you mean I always do this thing called negotiating? That's not negotiating. Yeah, it's it is. Just you having you start high so you have enough wiggle room. Man, you got a high opinion of yourself, Ben. Look, I'm not. I'm not expecting you to take a million right away. If you are, then you're a bad negotiator. Seven hundred and fifty thousand. See, I do cash that. under the table. I do that. Okay. Well, yeah. Ben, I got a surprise for you. What? Our Patreon <laughs> is doing wonders, and I can afford to pay you that. Um, you're running with a bull, bitch. I probably would back out. I still would back out, especially if it's just me. Because like normally, what they do it's it, just it, you. It's just a bunch of people. So at least like people can spread out or, or can like you know uh, split up and confuses the bulls. But they're all going after one target in this case. Literally, I have a target on my yeah, back. Yeah, you have a target on your back. <laughs> and you and they douse you in uh, a smell that the bulls love. Like a bull pheromone? Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. No, no. And then, then when they no, reach then that pheromone million, then it's back and they to a million. see you, then they're going to be pissed and they'll probably gore you to death. Then it's back to a million. Also, it's nationally televised. Then it's, it's, it's 10 million. And you have no pants on. So you're only wearing a shirt with a target million on now. it. Um, you do have shoes and socks, though. So 20 million. 20 million? Yeah, now it's 20 million. Because it's nationally televised. Sure. So I, I expect residuals okay. from that. Uh, and then what else was it? I'm, I'm not wearing pants. And what was the other thing that you added? Oh, and the pheromones. Yeah. Yeah, the pheromones is a deal. But that's what that's what bumped it up a lot. Okay. Well, I'm just asking. Yeah. You don't have to do it. Because I, I, I don't me. have the funds. <laughs> I don't have the funds. And even if I did, I don't know if, if I could get that on TV. I don't. I think that's illegal. Anyway, we gotta we gotta focus. We gotta come back to this. Okay. okay. So speaking of Spain. <laughs> speaking of Spain. So she goes. She goes and volunteers for the um for the Spanish Civil War. España. España. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not España. <laughs> hey, I want to go to España. Pinche gringo. <laughs> Give me some quesadillas. Um, and merlot. Okay. So this this woman, she's a she's a, a thin, small, pretty delicate woman. All right, and she already has health problems. So she gets to Spain and everyone is like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, oh, sweetie, 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 sweetie. Yeah. Sweetie. They're like, we appreciate your enthusiasm, but you cannot fight in this war. It's pretty brutal. 
Um, and she's also extremely nearsighted. So when she's like kind of hanging out in the camp, like tr- or, or the I guess like the base or whatever, uh, and she's trying to like convince people that like no, I can fight it, I can do it. Basically, like I said, the Lisa Simpson of of uh, yeah <laughs> of French philosophy. Um, she uh, like you know waving her Malibu Stacy doll around. Um, she uh, is extremely nearsighted, and so she accidentally like like trips over a cauldron of boiling oil. Oh no! <laughs> and, <laughs> and severely burns her leg. Um, and so <laughs> and so because of that, she has to go home. <laughs> so she's only there for like a few days, basically like kind of for morale, I guess. Uh, and then yeah, doesn't get to fight. Man, she had to, her par- her parents had to come and pick her up. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I I bet she like went two blocks away and then they picked her up so like the cool kids don't see it. Yeah, yeah, probably. I don't I don't know exactly the circumstances. But No, that's exactly what happened. Okay, yeah. So she walked two blocks away from Spain. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever that means. So like <laughs> what's two blocks away from Spain? France? Yeah, France, I guess. Or okay, like to you the know. Pyrenees. So yeah. she walks to the Pyrenees. Portugal, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, to the well, that's the opposite direction. She's gotta go back to France. Oh. So she walks to the Pyrenees. Does the, that's the mountain uh, range between Spain and France. Uh, she walks there, uh, and her parents pick her up. You know, they go and buy her McDonald's on the way back because she's crying. And <laughs> then I wanted to fight against the Moops. The, the Moops. Yeah. Who's that? That's the one that George screwed up. Oh, the the Moors. <laughs> Ooh, the Moops. <laughs> the Moops. I- <laughs> completely forgot about that. That boy is a good. B- He's a line. boy in the bubble. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, the moops. The moops. It's clearly a typo. Yeah, <laughs> like, I there's mean, no way it's not a typo. Yeah. Um. Okay. So yeah, she basically uh, throws a hissy fit because well, she doesn't throw a hissy fit. She's pretty upset that she can't fight, and also her leg is on fire. Um. Yeah, that'd be upsetting. But yeah, so she goes back to France. She uh teaches for a little while. She uh sort of gets into Christianity at this time. Really? Yeah. So this is what's interesting too is that she's, you know, raised not kind of raised Jewish. A lot of like Jews are secular uh, around this time. So I wonder why that is. Uh cuz they want to fit in more and also uh they're kind of over God because God has been shitting on them for like 5000 years. Interesting. Um we kind of talked about this before. Oh. But uh yeah, so she gets really into con- to Christianity, like especially like mystical Catholicism. And she becomes friends with Whoa. a lot of like priests and monks and shit. Nice. Um, yeah. Uh, never actually converts, but gets pretty close, right? So she's still technically in hell, but oh, she's like she's like in the nice part of hell. Oh, okay. Yeah. Where it's like it, it it's like eighty degrees. Yeah, it's like it's like a balmy yeah, yeah. eighty to ninety there's degrees. There's no breeze. Yeah. But at least you're not burning. Yeah. There's like a lot of mosquitoes, but nothing really worse than that. Yeah. So you're just kind of itchy for yeah. eternity. Hell must be. <laughs> upsetting dude yeah um no she's probably not in hell she's actually probably in heaven i think god would make an exception for her really yeah well so here's why and you've spoken to god about this yeah we hung out we played golf wow (laughs) being god what's his handicap zero (laughs) (laughs) he's good he's really good at it wow figure (laughs) god really good at sports i have to imagine he's probably really good at golf yeah sometimes we shoot hoops and he just dunks from half court from full court with absolutely no effort yeah just <laughs> effortless slam people are like shocked um that would be really funny to see someone play against god <laughs> just get ruined 
like that onion article <laughs> that's like uh, <laughs> Christ Christ triumphantly returns to the NBA and just yeah, yeah, yeah 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 just like, ah! dunking and he scored so many points yeah. <laughs> that and also there's like one ar- onion article that's like um uh, <laughs> uh scientists discover a major cause of depression is being dunked on all the time <laughs> <laughs> And the picture is this scientist in a lab coach is looking really bummed out as this basketball player is just dunking on him. Oh, man. <laughs> like balls to the face. <laughs> He's got his clipboard like, no. <laughs> okay. So speaking of getting dunked on, uh, Simone Way. Uh, dunked on by capitalism. Dunked on by capitalism. Dunked on by war. By the man. By the man, yeah. By a lot of, th- a lot of, a lot of concepts and people are dunking on her. Wow. Okay. And, uh. On top of all that, the cherry on top, World War II starts. Um, and now she lives in France. Nice. Yeah, she lives in France. She's okay for a couple years, but then <laughs> 1940, immediately, <laughs> France capitulates, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, they basically take over, like, the top two-thirds of the country. Uh, it's run by, like, Vichy France, I think. By the, the, by the 1% of the 1%. Con- yeah, kind of. I mean, yeah, just really Bernie corrupt evil Sanders. people. Yeah. <laughs> Um, My brother does an impression of Bernie Sanders, but it's just him saying the words millionaires and billionaires. It's just millionaires and billionaires, and that's it. That's that's pretty good. Yeah. You know what's weird is that uh, Bernie Sanders and Trump kind of have a little bit of a similar Well, yeah, voice. they're from they're they're bo- from, they're both from New, New York. York. Okay, yeah. yeah, but Bernie is a little, has, a, uh, I think, a slightly deeper voice. I think it's so funny that fucking Bernie Sanders has lived in Vermont for as long as he has. Yeah. And he still has, he sounds like Larry David. Like, it doesn't yeah. make any sense. <laughs> it's yeah. just like, it's it's so funny. That happens to my dad a little bit. Um, yeah, he does. He's got a thick as fuck Brooklyn accent. Well, it comes out when he, like, especially is around, like, his sister. Because his sister never left Brooklyn. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, she still has an accent. And so does uh, Uncle Bob. You know, you know, I saw this thing the other day. Jerry Seinfeld, the comedian. Mm-hmm. I was watching him uh, do this routine from like the late seventies, and his accent is like so much more pronounced. It's really interesting. oh really yeah. His new so he age. lost it over like yeah. I, I mean, bet he took fucking speech classes or something. I bet he didn't. I I think what really? happened is no, I don't think so. I I think he, I think he just lived. That's he just yeah didn't live in New York for so long. He was in L.A. for ten years making Seinfeld. You know what I mean? He probably was there earlier. Yeah, so but your like, dad has lived in in Virginia for the longest time. Yeah, but his accent isn't like thick. I don't know, man. I think maybe because you're used to it. I when he was here and recorded the uh, the violinist episode. Yes, he said a couple things where you could hear his fucking. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm sure it comes out. It's just you know, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, maybe I'm just used to it. I guess I never thought about it. Um. Anyway, hold, hold on. <laughs> and your Hispanic accent comes out when you're around your mother. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it does sometimes when when I see you guys hanging out. Uh, I'll, I'll, well, like I remember one time uh, Ben was hanging with his mom. By accent, do you mean Spanish? <laughs> The Spanish language that I speak to her. Oh, I thought that was a heavily pronounced Hispanic. <laughs> oh, I thought it was an accent. Okay, well, you know, never mind. Um, okay, then so, I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm willing to admit when I'm wrong. All right, well, that's good. That's a, a step in the right direction. Now, so this bitch, she is uh, in France. The Nazis come and with say, the naked "Ladies dance." Yeah, well, they make the ladies dance. Disgraceful. <laughs> Where they wear no pants. Um, <laughs> France, you know, where they wear no pants. <laughs> That's um, actually a sign uh, when you cross over into France on the border. It says, "Welcome to France." Pants optional. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then the Nazis took over, and then they go, "Achtung!" 
pants mandatory. <laughs> they made everyone put their pants on, right? <laughs> yeah, they they strike me as a, a pantsed people. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, if you pants someone, you pull their pants. You pull their down. pants. Down. I bet people pull. I would love to pull a German's pants down. I think they'd be so pissed. Yeah, of course they would. Yeah. Just because like they're also human and because <laughs> he'd be, be like he'd be like, that. don't look at me, I'm German, and I'd be like, oh no. <laughs> um, God, can you imagine like trying to like pantsing a Nazi like in the middle of the war? I bet I would have felt that guy. If like you should get a so Medal of good. Honor. <laughs> yeah, and the medal is a shape of, of pants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, the Nazis come. They make her put her pants on. And uh, <laughs> she's not happy about yeah, it. Yeah, she's not happy. She's not happy about, about, it. about it. Not happy about it. Um, so for a, a split second, for like a hot minute, she goes to New York, uh, and she uh hates it there. Like absolutely hates it there, um, because she sees like how prosperous America is and how unaffected they are by the war. And meanwhile, she just came from oh man the main theater of the <laughs> war and soap is yeah everything is like fucking brutal and awful and like and she's like in France right where it's like not that bad like yeah. it's pretty bad but like nothing compared to the Eastern Front right and everyone's getting reports from the Eastern Front about like the shit that the Nazis are doing there sure right up um, to no good yeah um so or actually no I'm sorry. I made a mistake. I have to admit, uh, the Eastern Front didn't start yet. It didn't start until oh, oh, oh. But, gotcha, bitch! But it's still pretty brutal. A lot of shit's going on. Um, brutal, brutal. Uh, so she decides she she can't stand it in America because of how comfortable it is. It's just ragtime music on and, every corner. Yeah, and how safe it is for her. And she she can't stand this. She's like one of these people where she's like she has to be with her people. She has to be where the suffering is, so she can be as useful as possible and try to like alleviate the suffering. Because she's like, I feel pointless in America. So oh, she okay. she at least at the very least, since she can't really go back to France because she's still technically Jewish, right? <laughs> technically, she's technically Jewish. Uh, it, like it doesn't it doesn't matter to the Nazis if you know you were born Jewish but not raised with religion. Like you're still Jewish, we're still gonna kill you. Oh, that's inter. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's the thing. That's what it's happens. Morbidly interesting. It's it not. is morbidly interesting because so many Jews were like, "Well, we're not Jewish. We don't practice." I mean, like we even some of some of us converted to Christianity, and they're like, "Well, no, actually, you're still Jewish racially, so we're gonna kill you." Like, there's nothing you can do. Jeez. Yeah, it's really fucked. Really fucked up. Guess what? Newsflash: Holocaust really fucked up. Um, <laughs> Yeah, we are definitely an anti-Holocaust podcast. Yeah, we're an anti-Holocaust there podcast. There are some, like, DSA podcasts, and uh, <laughs> but we are anti-Holocaust. Yeah. That's our thing. We're anti-Holocaust DSA. and Not like the uh, pro-Holocaust DSA podcasts out there. Right. <laughs> I told you about Kath, the joke Kath made about Holocaust deniers, right? I don't remember it if you did. We were recording. I was recording on their podcast, Lie, Cheat, Steal. Don't mm. listen to it. Listen to us and only us. Um, <laughs> we'll find you. We were talking about Holocaust deniers, and then she just brought up the fact, like, how funny would it be if there was someone who denied the Holocaust happened but was not anti-Semitic? He was just like, the Holocaust never happened. And that's great because <laughs> these guys did nothing wrong. It's the funniest fucking thing I've ever heard. She's like, I mean, why Why would you do that to them? They don't deserve it. But also, like, it never happened, so I don't get why everyone's upset. Just a guy who denies it yeah. exists, but, but also is like... Is coming from the purest place. He's like, yeah. Yeah. I he's mean, like, if that happened, happen. it'd be horrible. It'd be so sad. I mean, that is a really funny concept, but, like, that person doesn't exist. I want to pay her for that joke. That's how much I like that joke. Yeah. It's the first joke that I'm like, I will give you money for that. Why don't yeah. you make an offer? 
You think I should? Why not? Yeah, I guess so. Well, it's just you and her. Just yeah. fucking send her a message. Be like, hey, how much would you offer? I don't know. I'll just see how much she wants for it. Look, 500 bucks? Is that uh, too no, much? That's way too much. No, I mean. Well, I, I don't know how much a joke is worth. <laughs> none of our jokes are worth anything. You see how, how little we get paid? Yeah, that's true. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I wonder how. Okay, anyway. So, uh, where was I? Oh, yeah. So, she has to put her pants back on. She goes to New York. Uh, and she decides that she's going to move back to, at the very least, England. So she stays in England, and that's where she lives for the rest of her life. And she does, like, a ton of writing at that point. And here's the really fucked up part. Basically, she stays in this, like, one little apartment, just writes, like, volumes and volumes of, like, notes. She never really published anything herself. All of her stuff is published posthumously. Um, and she dies of, uh, here, so here's what happens. She basically, like, stays in this room, doesn't really go outside anymore, um, that's either because of maybe some weird social anxiety, depression, and also probably because of the blitz. <laughs> that will, yeah, that'll keep people indoors. <laughs> that'll keep people indoors. Um, but just looks outside. I'm just going to watch Netflix. C- you couldn't even, <laughs> you couldn't even, well, first of all, you couldn't watch Netflix, but also you couldn't even really look outside because they had these, uh, they had the British government, uh, issued, uh, blackout curtains to anyone living in the vicinity, uh, because, they so they could like have lights on inside like at night but you had to have these curtains up so the germans couldn't see like lights on the ground to <laughs> bomb right like it was it's fucking sucks world what? war 2 was fucking awful dude it is <laughs> insane yeah so many like families separated too cuz like they had to like they evacuated a bunch of children and like some of them kind of got lost <laughs> good like, lord yeah it's really sad um okay but anyway yeah, so she's in England. She's writing a lot. Doesn't really come out of her room, and then she she dies. She croaks. Uh, in uh, I believe it's nineteen forty three. Let me double check. Well, she died like mad young, right? She died really. Why young. Why did she die that young? Do you have that information? Yeah. And okay. if so, can you share it? Yes, <laughs> yes, Pat, I Thank will. You. I appreciate uh, it. So she died on Tuesday, August twenty fourth, nineteen forty three. Tuesday. Yeah, on a Tuesday. Uh, didn't even make it a hump day. So sad. Very sad. Uh, three days later, the coroner prom- pronounced her death a suicide. Uh, cardiac failure from self-starvation and tuberculosis. Oh, my God. So basically, she was kind of the saint, right, who couldn't stand the idea of other people suffering. And so what she was doing was basically because of everyone living off of these like poor, like, poor rations or not as many rations, she refused to eat uh herself right to kind of in solidarity with these with the other people who are suffering but she ate like way less yeah i know i know she ate like way less than even what those people got in rations some people are too empathetic yeah that's exactly her she's way too empathetic she's too pure for this world and that's why she fucking died too so so young she like yeah she starved herself to death basically huh and when and also she had tuberculosis too she had a lot of health problems so like that probably mixed together did you ever like date anyone no she didn't actually uh she yeah she's also i don't know if she was a virgin or not you know if she smashed i don't think she smashed i would say really high probability of no smashing um and she she did that because from a very very early age like i think from like a teenager or even an adolescent she decided that she wanted to commit herself to this like you know, alleviating suffering and, and helping the poor. Well, you know what uh, alleviates suffering? Having sex. 
It's pretty well, cool. Her own suffering, yeah. And then also, I guess that'd take way longer, right, to, to go <laughs> well, not if they're one a, at a time. Not if they're a minute, man. You can fucking get that shit done quick, you know? Okay, well. You know what we're talking about? I almost feel bad talking about this. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. ejaculation, <laughs> Benny. Well. Happens th- to everybody. Luckily, she didn't do that. She went another route. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, But that route ended in her starving herself to death. But, yeah, so she what never really had man. any romantic partners uh, because she made the decision uh, to, like, she knew as a woman, like, you know, especially, like, society at that time, like, Western, especially French society at that time, you just kind of, you, you, as a woman, you just kind of go to school for a little while until you get married and have kids, and that's it, right? And so the end goal for most women was just to find a husband. Or find a romantic partner, right, uh, to start a family with. Yeah. But she was like, I don't want to do that. So what she did instead was she just, she was reportedly a very, very, like, attractive woman. But she intentionally kind of made herself look mannish, rather mannish, baby. Uh, <laughs> like, she she wouldn't wear makeup, and she wore, like, men, men's clothing. Huh. And, uh, like, you know, always put her, like, hair up and, like, you know, just stuff to make her look more androgynous man but how it that this sounds like an 80s movie where it's like <laughs> this 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 lady is like a nerd then at the end she lets her hair down and it turns out she's just been a babe this whole time yeah but, but she never let her hair down she never let her she hair never down. got <laughs> to the end of the movie yeah <laughs> she starved herself instead. yeah it's like 16 candles only instead she starved herself to death good lord yeah 16 candles one of those movies 16 candles uh i don't believe so i feel like a like a john hughes movie is what we're talking about kind yeah of. movies like that where yeah. it's just like oh yeah guess what i'm a babe yeah but no she's not i mean she was but she never let her hair down so no one knew <laughs> hey, let me ask you something what what you got has this that grin? A, well, because I'm you, you know. have this devilish fucking grin. What has it ever like happened to you in real life? Not of, of course, as dramatically as that, but it's interesting to me. Like I remember this would happen in like high school every once in a while, where like there'd be like a a, a girl who like I just didn't really I don't know you don't really you're like ah oh, it's a huge yeah thing. they suddenly got hot. Then one day you're like oh you're like the prettiest woman I've ever seen in my life. Uh, That's happened to me in high school. Happened to me happened to me at several jobs actually. Where they were like women I worked with, and I just didn't think like at Maggiano's Little Italy, home of the pasta. Uh, we had to wear <laughs> we had to wear white button up shirts and like black ties, and so did like the women. Yeah, and so like they just you just kind of were like okay, like you're just a, a human that I know. Mm-hmm. And then like if they ever came in for dinner, like dress nice, I'd be like, Whoa. wow, wow, we were <laughs> my wife. <laughs> um. Well, that never happened to me in high school because I went to an all men all men's high school. <laughs> oh yeah, remember the one that you went to for a year? Yeah, yeah. I yeah, went yeah. there for uh, the next five years. It's just interesting when that happens. You know, it is kind of weird. I mean, I guess that sort of happened to me. It's not like dramatic. Well, you've, like you've become more handsome the older you get. What? Really? Well, thank uh, yeah. I you. saw a photo of you five years ago and you looked like shit. And then today, I feel like you're a handsome man. Five years ago? Wait, really? Why did I look like shit? <laughs> I don't know. You just looked weird. I don't know. All right. Well, the rest of the podcast is about this now. What do you mean I look weird? Because you had like long hair and you just it just didn't make sense. That on was you. way long ago. Yeah. When I had long hair. When, yeah. But th- I don't even mean that. I mean, I saw a photo of us. Well, it's a photo that uh, someone took of us and it is. Th- I'll, I'll show it to you. It's the most good. I should look at this today. And I thought I actually thought <laughs> about how better looking you are now. Okay, this because, is hold on. so weird, dude. Because what <laughs> happened is th- it, someone took a photo of us, uh-huh. uh, and I remember this photo because it is the most good-natured photograph of us 
I've ever seen in my life. You're showing me something on a phone, and we both just look genu- genuinely oh, interested. I think Hold I on. know the one you're talking about. This one. It's because my hair looks like shit. Yeah, my hair looks like shit. I figured. I finally kind of figured out what to do with my hair. I think that's what happened. Yeah, and now you look really nice. Yeah. And uh, thank you. This I should put this photo on. A, we should put the photo on our like Twitter or something. Yeah. Well, I don't have. I don't. I don't have a beard, and my head isn't shaved, so I look quite different as well. We'll put a. We'll put it on the Patreon, <laughs> um, or wherever. We'll put it everywhere. Um, okay. Everywhere, photographs are sold. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's an interesting thing when dudes become like, once they hit a certain age, they kind of become like. I guess like distinguished. I guess, yeah, yeah, like you a silver I mean? fox. I can't wait to be to become a f- silver fox. Oh, dude, I would love if my hair went gray because my my facial hair. What happens is like some of it is most of it is brown, but every once in a while there's like streaks of blonde in it. Uh-huh. So I guess I was blonde when I was a little baby. Yeah, and I look at it, I'm just like, this looks so strange. So sometimes I go in with a little little tiny scissors and I cut the small blonde hairs in my beard. Yeah, and then I cut my wrists. <laughs> This is the grooming corner. With yeah, with, with, with Pat. Welcome to Pat welcome Matt. welcome to Groomsville. <laughs> welcome to Lake Groom, Groom Lake. That's the lake ne- next to Area Fifty One. Oh, really? Groom Lake. Yeah. Ooh, we got to do a podcast about Area Fifty One. Yep. Um. Okay. So let's wrap this up. Last thing I have. Uh, the way she died, the way she lived her life, is very very reflective of her actual philosophy. Uh, even more so when you consider uh, she got basically more mystical and more religious towards the end of her life. She had a lot of theories about metaphysics and God and, and world, the world's relationship to God, God, God. Right. And so she kind of considered God as like this presence that extends and transcends past, you know, our experience, the world as, as it exists. It's like this all encompassing kind of net that covers everything. Um, But at the same time, she kind of saw God as this like, Again, transcendent and separate from the world. Uh, but she starts from this kind of premise. She goes, well, if God is perfect, right, and God existed before the world, yeah, then why would he have to create the world? Yeah, right? th- th- I think about that sometimes uh, when it's like, I just, you know, if, if you believe in God, uh, it's like, well, what was he up to like before that? Yeah. Was well, he having like battles with aliens or was it like well, no, demons? Because, or? No, because he was the only thing that existed, really. I mean, must have been kind of lonely. The other thing too is that we don't really know the the form that God took before the before the world. We still don't know the form that He takes now. But he, she basically says that like He never had to invent the world. But in order to invent the world and its creatures, right? Uh, he would have to basically like deny himself or or move, kind of suck in his belly. In in other words, <laughs> in the best way to put it, I guess. Is like he'd have to reduce himself in some way to leave space for his created creatures, right? Huh. And so that's God pulling back because he says, "Well, existence is so fucking tight. Like, let me tell you, this is awesome, right? And I want so everyone that was to experience." Cool. Yeah, he's like, "I want everyone to experience like life." Like I've like like I memorably said, life is. Uh, sometimes you get a good meal and you get your dick sucked. Yeah, your dick sucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, he, and God is like, "I want everyone to get their dick sucked." Oh. That then, is a horrendous but, sentence. But then he was like, oh, wait, there's no, there's nobody here to get their dick sucks. It's like, I should create some people. And also, that's need, against my laws now. Yeah, and they're going to need some room. <laughs> For their dicks? Yeah, and so, yeah, because originally, before the fall, he made everyone with huge dicks. Everyone just had big-ass dicks. Just big, swinging, erect dicks. 
Uh, and then after Eve ate the apple, he was like, no more big dicks for you. Yeah. Like the soup Nazi. He's like the dick Nazi. Uh, <laughs> you mean God? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This part is not part of her philosophy. but <laughs> Oh, it's not? I thought no. I kind of was assuming it was. <laughs> but um, You tricked me once again. Yeah. Basically, her idea is that like, so God basically denied himself by pulling back in order to make room for lived experience for uh, for his creatures and he says and she says that like you know we have to model that by denying ourselves in order to make room for other people's fulfillment right and she took that to an extreme level which i don't agree with i mean obviously you have to see you have to set boundaries for yourself yeah (laughs) you know you have to eat the thing that i've been learning lately is that there are boundaries yeah yeah you got to set boundaries both physical and emotional. Yeah. And she did not set up those those boundaries, <laughs> both emotional and physical. No, it sounds like... Well, it sounds like she set up boundaries, kind of, right? Well, it was weird boundaries. I mean, like, she had a whole system of, of morality that is, is definitely not uh, easy to live by. And she, she never, like, prescribed this for other people. She never said, like, you know, you have to behave just like me to be a good person. She just took it upon herself to be like, well, I'm just going to do this. Yeah. Yeah. What? I, I just remember something funny. All right. All right. If you're related to me, fast forward one minute. <laughs> These are the best ones. All right. One time uh, I got a text from this lady. Okay. And she said that <laughs> she said that she wanted to have like boundary pushing sex really and that's what we've been doing and i was like oh i didn't know that Uh uh-huh yeah oh okay kind of intense and i was like i just kind of thought we were you know wait she wanted so you you got to push more boundaries no she was saying that we push boundaries and she loved it and i was like huh (laughs) i didn't know (laughs) i had no idea well that's cool what is what look at you what the fuck when was this oh this is why it wasn't the um the that one the, yeah the, it was the latest one no 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 no. Okay. it was uh it was, it was someone else but uh okay. it was uh i just <laughs> i remember reading that and being like wow we have very different perceptions of the world <laughs> well maybe you're just depraved <laughs> you never knew it i guess i mean <laughs> who knows uh old marquee to pot pat over here yeah um okay well that's it that's all i got you really pushed the boundaries well, now I can't. I can't think of you the same way again. This is well, I, but I don't even know what it, what we did. Like I, I again, I'm, I was kind of like, huh, that's interesting. <laughs> did you ask? You should ask her. <laughs> you should ask her like today. Um, like how long ago was that? I don't think that'd be a good idea. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's been a while. Real quick, what you said? Because <laughs> I think, to be honest with you, I think she was referring to herself. Okay. But I don't know. <laughs> Weird, right? Well, don't give them too much. Let's 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 save this for the Patreon. <laughs> Gross, yeah. Oh yeah, buy the Patreon or don't. Fuck you. Yeah, five dollars, five dollars a month, uh, gets you uh, late episodes, but <laughs> but we do fulfill them. Oh yeah, <laughs> we always put out at least four a month. Yeah, at least four a month. We always yeah. do that. Sometimes they're not always on a Saturday. Sometimes there are two back to back on Tuesday and Wednesday. Yeah, because we have little to no ability to yeah. organize ourselves. <laughs> to manage, yeah, for time management. Yeah. But folks. Folks. That's Simone Way. 
Uh, I kind of like I that. You know what? I think I liked her. Yeah. Why? I want to know why. Because I need to know why you like some of these. In, and not others. It's interesting. And the whole thing about the thing at the end about God, I thought was pretty interesting. And just the fact that she actually like purposely put herself through these things. Yeah. To like gain a better understanding, I guess, is fucking like that. Like that. I think she's a lunatic, but I think it's kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, it's rare also. Like, not a lot of philosophers, like, actually practice what they preach. If you're going to talk the talk, Ben, you better walk that walk. Yeah. You know? The other thing, like too, the is Pantera that... Pantera song. You seem to really like the, uh, like, Read. mystical stuff. Spec. Walk. <laughs> what did you say? Remember? <laughs> um, yeah. Well, actually, bow, I don't really that Man, that fucker wrote some riffs, man. Dimebag Daryl, R.I.P. Pantera, the one that got shot up in that one concert. Yeah, so yeah, I keep confusing the, them with Def Leppard for some reason. Um, I don't know. Well, there's, there's a uh, the band. I think they're called Great White. They're the ones who had that big fire happen. Oh yeah, in Rhode Island. Yeah, I don't know why I remember Rhode Island, but I remember that detail. About that, that is unbelievably strange. Uh, <laughs> but no, so yeah, this was the, a guy who um was mentally disturbed mm-hmm. and um. I think that and he thought that like Pantera was like stealing his lyrics and stuff. And he told people like, oh, yeah, I wrote those songs that they that they play. Oh, and, and how did he how did they steal him? I bet like, you know, they fucking manipulated his brain or they probably his I, or I, don't, I don't quite remember. But yeah, then he went to a show. It wasn't even a, I wasn't even I think it was a damage plan show. It wasn't even a because uh, Pantera has been broken up for so long that it was just a show that it was Dimebag Daryl and his brother mm-hmm. and then like other people, obviously. And yeah, some, the guy went on stage and fucking shot him. Is that how Dimebag Daryl died? Yeah, he was murdered on yeah. stage. Oh, shit. That's crazy. And then his brother recently died, I think. A couple years. Right? Didn't he? Well, that's a shame. Yeah. Man, these Daryl brothers. <laughs> and apparently, like, Jay was telling me that he, like, met him. He was, I think he met him or just knew people who knew him. They said he fucking ruled. Yeah, I bet. I mean, if his name is Dimebag. Um, well, you know what's funny is that originally Pantera was a, uh, a hair metal band. Yeah, I, th- I think I knew that. Yeah, and so his name was Diamond Daryl. Oh, yeah, so Vinnie Paul, yeah, he died just a year ago. Son of a gun. Of what? Uh, Drogas? Of what? Drogas? What does that mean? Drugs? Uh, we died of a coronary artery disease and dilated cardiomyopathy. Oh, that probably so, that's probably drugs. Hard stuff. I mean, it's, it's hard, I, it sounds like hard living. I have to imagine if you're in I mean Pantera, yeah, it was just whiskey and cocaine like all the time. Yeah. So, yeah, eventually Have you heard this thing? I read this article about how uh The good o- word? O- yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's in the Bible. Yeah. Uh Ozzy Osbourne had his like uh genome tested or something. Oh, yeah, you told me about this. Yeah. yeah. By like these scientists, these gen- geneticists and they determined that he has this fucking gene that makes him fucking immune to like drugs and drug overdoses wow and like is basically that's why he's still alive considering all that like he should be completely dead oh yeah like 100 percent dead with the amount of like he snorted ants yeah well i mean if it makes you feel better he'll die eventually i <laughs> he'll die one day don't worry ben you'll get your blood lust he's, ba- he's satisfied he's basically dead now he's like brain dead Hello. <laughs> shit. um all right so simone way yeah you, you i like her? i enjoyed her and yeah, I liked it. Okay. Way to go. 
Good. Mission so. complete. <laughs> we can finally stop doing this podcast. Yeah. Episode 94. We finally found one that Bat likes. Yeah. Because <laughs> I know I've liked one before, it's but I can't remember. One too. <laughs> yeah. You it liked is. a couple of them. Didn't you like, like Nietzsche? I think so. Or do you hate him? Um, He's rad. I kind of yeah, want to do a Nietzsche part two him. at some point. Okay. Well, let's do it then, bitch. All right. Well, fuck you, bitch. Maybe we'll do it soon. Okay. We something. are just planning the podcast <laughs> on the air. Live from Cuck Nation Studios. Uh, home of Tim. Home of Tim. So, folks, thank you for listening. Uh, again, we do have our fucking Patreon. Give us some money. Uh, and then uh, what else? Uh, you can find us on Twitter and the IG, as the children call it. Uh, <laughs> Twitter, uh, I'm at Pat Dean. And on Twitter, I'm at... Uh, or, no, Twitter, Pat Dean. <laughs> <laughs> IG Dean Man P. Uh, so the saga of the Velves um, <laughs> Twitter account has finally been resolved. Uh, it has been forever kicked off of Twitter yeah. for threatening to murder Jake Flores. Uh, uh, I feel threatened. Thre- um, this comedy club wants to kill me. Um, <laughs> so uh, I was sort of the new one for the Velvedrum at ATX Velve. V-E-L-V. So if you want to follow that, you can, I guess. A-T-X-V-E-L-V? A-T-X-V-E-L-V. Also, one thing about the Patreon uh, is that if you live in Austin or you're visiting Austin, if you are a patron, you can come to the Velveeta Room for free. Unlimited amount of times. (laughs) Unlimited times for unlimited comedy. In fact, I'll give you $100. Uh, purse of uh, of my own money. All right, that's coming out of you. Sure. That is not me. I am not promising that. And then Ben is on Twitter and the IG under the same name, Gristleporn. G-R-I-S-T-L-E-P-O-R-N. So you can go ahead and uh, give us a follow on there, uh, folks. Thank you for listening. Oh, uh, real quick. So we haven't done this. I haven't. I, I've been really shitty at updating shit online. Yeah, uh, you're so terrible be, at it. I'll be doing that this weekend. But uh, uh, follow us uh, on Twitter as I Learn Nothing. Uh, Facebook. We have a Facebook page. I learn nothing. And yeah, we're gonna tweet out that that good natured photograph of us. Yeah, and uh, our website is I learn nothing dot com. And of course on Instagram, uh, Pat. Know. We haven't discussed this in a while, but it's been a minute. Uh, I am diligently hunting uh, the puto who stole I learn nothing uh, on Instagram, and uh, I'm going to. Uh, Make him work in a factory until his fingers bleed. Then I'm going to shut him in a room until he starves to death. Holy shit. Uh, until then, you can follow us on I Learn Nothing Podcast on Instagram. So go ahead and do that. Also, if you have a moment, write a five-star review on iTunes. Uh, we haven't had one of those. Wait, no, we just I believe we might have just gotten a new one. But other than that, we don't have a lot on there. So if you just take two seconds, you can also just do it on your phone. Yeah, just the, help us out. Two yeah, words. The iPad, uh, the, the iPhone, the iPhone. Fuck you. The podcast thing. <laughs> iTunes? I can't talk. Uh, yeah, the, there's a, the podcast app on your freaking phone. You, yeah. can just, you can use that to write a review. So write a five-star review, please. Um, you can either write Eat Book or you can write... Pat uh, has diabetes. Pat has diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> so you're either going to reference the physical trauma that Ben went through at his uh, all-boys school... Or you can uh, reference uh, my impeding death. So uh, go ahead and do that. Uh, As always, uh, keep on thinking hard. Uh, The sea is a bastard, Ben. And if the truth sucks, sucks. we have too many sign-offs. And if you're not Catholic, you're going to hell. Release.
the bats now.